Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and very distinguished listeners to Navigate with ID. It's such an honor and privilege to be sharing with you today, friends, coming on the heels of so many things happening around us. I just look around and I say to myself, there surely must be a way out of this. And I'm going to dedicate the next couple of editions to talking about the elephant in the room. There couldn't be a better description of where we are than to look at the book titled The Elephant in the Room that I read a while back from Rob Thompson. It was a gift given to me by one of our very distinguished friends and elder, Walia Adeleke. This was sometime in 2019. He gave this book to me and personal signed it off. And at that time, when I read it, I found it very interesting and exhilarating. Let me share some of those excerpts with you, and I hope they mean well to you around this period because we as a people, there couldn't have been a time when so many things have put us apart, but we need to have the return of what I call personal ethics. And in discussing the elephant in the room, it's about how the return of personal ethics is going to help us rewrite the rules of success. There can't be a better place to rewrite success when we don't go to the fundamentals of what makes success happen. The fundamentals will never surface if we don't deal with what Rob calls the Tower of Strength. And what could that be? It's the word character. We live in a society where character flaws are frequently ignored. Do you want to talk about how Nigerians have looked at character and just walked away? Do you want to see how leaders have displayed unwitting character flaws and we as a people have ignored? Do you want to talk about how friends, how communities are formed, but within those communities, people have strong character flaws and they are consistently ignored and too often they are even celebrated that is the society we find ourselves today and one of the things i find that is a big elephant in the room is the lack of admittance that we have issues with character the symbolic dna of the country nigeria is the flawed character is a flawed character and that is coming out of so many things that have gone berserk, including our core values. Very few people want to face the character problems that have crept into their lives. As a result, they keep building their businesses, careers, marriages, and families on very faulty foundations that eventually cause the collapse of everything they have worked all their lives to achieve. And when you look around us, within the Western culture, which we copy very well. That is an additional problem. And for years, we have also used money to cover up unethical behavior. So when we look out there and they look on us and they look upon us internally, you find a lot of people tend to use money to cover up unethical behavior. We have avoided getting honest about our character flaws by continually throwing money at them. This is something you'll find so preponderant in the last set of elections. Honestly, the last set of elections on Saturday across the country would of necessity just make you weep for our country. And you ask yourself, how did we get here? Do you know we have been asking that same question for years? And it just seems that It's an illusion. The answers never seem to come. Everywhere, every nook and cranny, people are doing things the way they want. 
and they just believe that their own time has come for them to do what they need to do. Why? Because they have their own strange beliefs. Part of that belief is that they can buy their way out of caring for the people, but they can build convalescent centers. Now, what do I mean? Stomach infrastructure is a kind of convalescent center. When they look at the people and see that things are not going well, they easily throw food, they easily throw stuff, they throw all manner of things at them, and the people out of poverty get themselves into it. What are we doing again? We are looking at ourselves right before our eyes, that we are closing our eyes to drug addiction and all forms of addiction. People are building halfway houses. We try to buy our way out of parental responsibility by allowing our nannies to be the ones that will run our homes. It's part of it. We buy our youth out of facing consequences. And what do we do? We overly give them treats, ice cream here, give them what they need there, and the list goes on infinitely because they will continually take on infractions. I saw one thing very clearly, that the energy, drive, and tenacity expected by the youthful population who, in all necessity and in all honesty, we felt will give a lot of impetus to this past election. It all went just like that, like the smoke. We saw a bit of it during the presidential elections. But when it came to the gubernatorial, they kind of buckled. How did they buckle? They don't understand that it's not easy for you to affect change. Change does not come. You don't just get anything you want. Freedom does not come by you just sitting on the fence and watching. Freedom is not served a la carte, like a every quote will say. Freedom has to be fought for. And the fight is not physical. The fight is more psychological and more enduring. It's internal. It's intrinsic. But what do we do? We can't indefinitely camouflage our problems and cover our wrongdoings. Money can hide shared responsibility for only so long. We can continue to buy some people. Many and many are becoming converts. There have been upsets here and there. There are a few people that thought they were overlords. Today, they are no longer overlords because they've been trashed. As great as a nation that you can find in America, they are still living off what their great, 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 great grandparents did. We are not getting what we deserve at this point in our history because many of our people and many of us in this country are trying to even forget the very past the heritage that has kept this country so great. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, do you know that our generation, that my generation, may actually be the only privileged ones that really found and saw in Nigeria that was seemingly sweet and dandy? What do I mean? The days when you had departmental stores, like Leventis, like UTC, uh, Leonard's, you know, you had butter, you had stores where you could walk in across the spectrum in key cities, especially in Lagos here, you would go and have a pleasant time in those departmental stores. Pretty much what you find abroad was resident here at that time. Not just that alone, you could walk around the streets without any hassles. You know, village life was so serene. People sit around candle, tails by moonlight, sitting, young ones having to interact and so many things happening. But what has happened today? Village life has ceased. You don't have children even playing on the streets. Gone are the days when I was staying at Samshunibare in Suleri. The length and breadth and height of Samshunibare will always come out from the beginning to the end, either riding bicycles or just playing table soccer, doing one thing or the other, moving over to Jubri Martins, and then we'll go see our friends. We'll do all manner of stuff. Some will be playing table tennis. Some will be riding bikes. Some will be playing soccer. 
all manner. That was a society that never bothered about where people came from. As a matter of fact, not one time did my parents or my friends, parents of my friends tell me or tell them, do not associate with this person because he's from this part of the country. Rather, it was more about character. When parents saw that a particular child was not performing or doing well, they saw the flaws, instantly they will tell you, do not associate yourself with that person. If I see you with that boy again, you will see me. That will be the final word from the parents. And then if you found yourself being ostracized amongst your friends, then something was wrong. And then you will do everything to buckle up and win over your friends. And when the parents now see that you are becoming a well-parented and well-groomed boy or girl, they can now tell their children or wards to associate with you. That was the society we lived in. But what is happening today? Our children are locked up in cages. What are those cages? The homes. They don't even have a chance to play on the streets because of bomo bomo or what they call kidnappers. We used to have them at that time. Yes, we did. You wonder. At that time, they would hear stories of a man that can give a sweet to a, or candy to little ones and they would disappear. But they used to call it bomo bomo. But it was not as rampant, but it was also there. But I'll tell you one thing. The streets were still safe. We are getting to a point in our history where we'll look back and say, none of this ever happened. We are not getting what we deserve at this point in our history as a country, as a people. We are receiving the benefits that we do not deserve. Why? Because we have thrown character out of the window. We should have been enjoying the benefits of the things that have happened from our great, great, great grandparents. I mean, I'm talking about the heritage. Some families will tell you how they have come through the heritage of the families from 18th century to the 19th and 20th. How one family has been able to come through, how they've migrated from one part to the other. What we need to do or what we should be doing is receiving the benefits that our ancestors deserved. They paid the price for good character. They sowed the seed for a future harvest of prosperity and blessings, which they never lived to see. Now we are sowing seeds of what? What future harvest do you think will come out of a society that is ridden with character flaws? What do you think will happen when you and I, our generation, is looked upon as great, great, great? What would the children, what would the world look like at that time? What will the Nigeria of the future look like when they look back at this time to in history and say once upon a time, this particular era was fraught with a lot of character problems? What do you think will happen? What do you think will happen? Food for thought. And so because unless people stand up and begin to see themselves as discouraging unethical behavior, then we will not make any change. If we need to become beneficiaries of an abundant harvest, we cannot persist in encouraging unethical behavior. And the least we do is by winking at it, pretend as if we don't see it. I mean, look at what has happened within our confines in this state where the elders will be so quiet that young men will stand up and threaten fellow citizens and those in authority will be mute and the elders in the city will be mute. Why? Because they just want to conquer the wall. What do they want to conquer? They want to conquer power. But you forget that once you retain the power, it is transient. It's only but for a time. What then happens to the people? All across the length and breadth of this country, there are all kinds of woes and tales of woes. Can't we for once just turn around and say, we want to build a Nigeria that is solid, that is character flawed free, that we don't want character flaws being the majority, but we want character to be the 
the symbol, the tower of strength of our nation, that anywhere they find a Nigerian, a Nigerian will be symbolic with character. Friends, unless self-governed by an internal moral compass, people will frequently ignore, evade, or directly challenge ethical society mores. This is a state of affairs in our modern society. We have made poor character acceptable and have become quite adept at taking shortcuts, which in the long run is never short in the long run. We are used to shortcuts, everything we want to do, shortcuts, 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 but it's never short in the long run. If the ethical foundations of a nation are destroyed, can it long survive? Look at us. There are certain things that are now considered legal in our country that our forefathers would never have tolerated. Some of these laws and practices violate the very principles that produced the people that were largely known for their strong character. Once upon a time, I know that in this country, we had men of integrity. I mean, you look back and you see men, you read about men who had the privilege of state, running the affairs of the state, and you will only find them having just a bungalow. I mean, I'll tell you something. I don't know what gets into the heads of people now, that you want to amass wealth, you want to steal, steal, amass so much. You have houses here, houses there, houses here. Who are those that are living in those houses? Not ants, they are people. But the resources you're using to acquire this property, even your family will not be aware of it. And even if they are aware, if your children are not well-groomed, when the time comes and you are long gone, they will sell those houses for peanuts and you'll be turning in your grave and regretting. All because of what? The lack of an internal moral compass. Look at what it has cost us that institutions are not believed. Institutions are not respected. Whether the police force, whether the military, whether the electoral umpire, whether the financial institutions. This morning, I was dropping my little girl at school and coming back, and I saw banks. People were still, you know, standing in front of banks, queuing so many people. And I said, what a nation. Who has robbed us of an internal moral compass? What is wrong with us? How have we allowed the ethical foundations to be destroyed? Can we survive this? Nigeria needs a resurgence of honorable citizens who are committed to pursuing character, integrity, and strong moral dignity. We are the ones who must set a standard for our lives. We must choose to be the kind of people who will not compromise. I don't understand how a young copper, I don't understand how an electoral officer, you are sitting there, a politician gives you what? How much money will he give you? $1,000. He cannot give you $1,000. If he gives you $1,000, then you're about to take $1,000 worth of a decision asking you to falsify figures, asking you to do X, asking you to do Y. And this whole noise about beavers, the more I look at the beavers and the so-called things that are uploaded, I said, who has really made Nigerians so uneducated? These so-called beavers, we have strong software developers in this country who are doing so well that will produce better things than these beavers that we are carrying around. And by the way, who told you that when you upload a picture, that picture will change into numbers? And we are not looking at it to tell ourselves that we are just selling ourselves pig in the poke. When I step back, I'm not a technology expert, but I can tell you that this whole noise about beavers, the only thing it does, it just puts in figures about those that are accredited, period. Anything after that is absolute bunkum. I'm sorry to use the word, but it is. Because these things are just canned and they need to be placed somewhere and they need now to be programmed. Somebody needs to extract the numbers. As long as the numbers are not extracted there and placed in there for it to be collated at the back end and also in that system, then we are wasting our time. We are just going to have manipulation upon manipulation. Those are ethical foundations 
that have been destroyed. A young man is sitting there, a young woman is sitting there, and somebody pays you $500. That's if you are that worth. sees your value up to that. Or they give you one cow, and you eat it, and then everything goes in the soak away. Then tomorrow you are returned to worse than where you were, simply because you have subverted the will of people, and even the people themselves. Do you see a man that is questionable, that is questionable in character, in, in terms of moral compass, rather than, you know, question, you ignore, you evade, you defend, and then turn it around and make all kinds of woes and noise about it? At the end of the day, we want progress. What is our tower of strength? Friends, the elephant in the room is personal ethics. And we as Nigerians must return to an era when personal ethics will rewrite the rules on, of success, of the rules of living together, the rules of life will be written with personal ethics. What are we doing? We must choose to be the kind of people who will not compromise. Each one of us must make the decision to say, I will always keep my word. If I said I would do it, I will do it. I mean, how do people swear an oath in an office, for an office, get into office, and they get there and they do something different? They're just basically putting generations after them into serious fiasco. They don't understand that the, you frame your world by your words. They think it's just for now. Let me enjoy it. I don't care what happens after. Growing up, my father is still alive. Asuko Enang is still alive. He's 88. I never used to understand this. Then my father will give me a knock and he will tell me, don't ever forget this. What makes a man is his word. Never ever. When you give your word, do everything possible to make sure you keep that word. Except God does not want it to pass. There are times that you say something, but you must come back and say, and everybody will see that this was the hand of God, not because you did not want to keep to it. And so that has kept me, one of the many things that kept me all the way through. If I give you my word by the grace of God, I trust him to help me to keep it. So if I will tell you this will happen, I will do it. I will do everything in my power to make sure I fulfill that word to you. But if I fail, to do it, I will also let you know that I'm not able to do it because of X, Y, Z. At least I'll keep you on it. Now, I can tell you that, yes, there are rare exceptions. When a commitment cannot be kept, we are not God. We are not, we are not God. We cannot tell what will happen. That's why you have force majeure. We know in part, we prophesy in part. There are times when the person to whom we gave our words will act dishonorably. What I'm telling you, friends, is that I am aware that a dishonorable person will always require more from us than we have the ability or desire to give. That's what our system has turned us into. Most people are looking around. They are all dishonorable. How? Look at our children. We are investing in their lives. But some of us, parents, still go around to bribe teachers. And even the teachers that are bribed, I wonder, how did this happen? This, in my time, it was a taboo. I can't imagine in St. Catherine's then that a parent would come and bribe a teacher in St. Catherine's Mother School. Ah, it never happened. It wouldn't happen. How? I remember my class teacher, Mrs. Odigwe, in primary four. When she stands up, she was tall, and she tells you, this is the way to go. This is the time we should get here. This is what we should do. You will walk your time, and your parents will walk their time to align with it. Attendance at the assembly. We will all meet at X time. Everybody will be there. Five minutes to the time. We're building blocks for the future. But today, assembly time, everybody has an excuse. Friends, we can't continue like this. We cannot. 
we must be determined to keep our word, no matter what. Let's do what we say we are going to do. Forget the politicians. They will come in now. All the things they said, they will tell you that they will do. Most of it, they will forget it on arrival. Just wait for their swearing in. Maybe May 29th is coming. All the things they said to you, they will start knocking it off. And they already is looking at their cronies. It's not about them. It's about us. Because we are in the majority. These guys are in the minority. If we choose to do what is right, what is wrong will leave us alone. Let us pay our bills on time and get out of unsecured debt as quickly as possible. Those that are saddled with the responsibility should try and make us pay our debts. Let us get out of all of this. And more importantly, we need to ask for forgiveness because a lot of relationships have been battered, bruised because of what? Politicians that don't even know you exist. My old boy's platform in my closet. I rarely go there to that platform to read anything there these days. It has become, I don't want to call it what I don't want to call it. But I guess it's the same story all across, except platforms that are not able to bring themselves together. Then people have grown on tribal lines, ethnic lines, religious lines, and separated themselves from the very core and allowed the real them to show. The time has come for us to start looking at forgiveness. The time has come for us to ask for forgiveness, even when we offend someone. Let's begin to care for those who are around us. You and I must make a choice today, friends, that we will do what is right in every situation that we face. Sure, we will falter, we'll make mistakes. Yes, we will. We are human. But let it not be said that we chose to walk unethically or to embrace that which brought harm and destruction to everyone. We are already on the path of it. Let's stop it at this juncture. Let's say to ourselves, we want something different. And life has presented us with another opportunity. We will be back shortly, friends. Let's try to pay a few bills and we'll be back on the second half. Don't go away. This is Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. It's Navigate with ID. We're looking at the subject of character. And within that sphere, I consider it the elephant in the room. And part of that comes from literature I'd read far back by Rob Thompson, where he talked about the return of personal ethics and how we can rewrite the rules of life and success. And so, friends, started by talking about character and looking at the fact that we live in a society where character flaws are frequently ignored and too often they are even celebrated. You and I are living weaknesses to all of that happening around us. And I did say that unless self, people are self-governed by an internal moral compass, they will frequently ignore, evade, or directly challenge ethical society, societal morals. Morals will not stay. Morals will be on the watch. They'll be continuously threatened because people have decided to remain dishonorable. That's not going to help us. We have to turn that tide. Whatever the elections, whatever the period has brought, we must say, let's put a stop to this. There's a lot of damage done, friends. To us as a people, we don't even understand how deep it is. We're bad in some case. We, were, we had some bad time in some previous dimension, but now it's worse. It's gone from bad to worse. And we need to put a stop to it. And putting a stop to it means that certain people must understand that they need to take responsibility and make things happen differently. One of such that I drew from Rob's book was about talking about root failures. What is one root failure we have in our society today is the character flaw. If we do not fix our character before we attempt to work on anything else in life, we will only experience failure after failure. If we don't fix our character, those that are going into the legislature, those executive or even the judiciary, 
starting from the leaders, if they do not fix their character, and we think we are going to have an economy that will be booming, we are deceiving ourselves. If we do not showcase the right things to the young ones and make sure that they see it, they feel it, and they do it, tell, we show, and we do, and let characters stay strong, that is the stability of any anointing you may have. It's character. We will continue to experience failure after failure. We have not started yet. Who could ever believe that Nigeria will have a situation where people will stand outside banks forever looking just to withdraw a paltry sum of money? And it's simply because people are either inept and those in authority have lacked something. It's called the moral fiber to lead. We may choose to go through the shortcut or the short way. We may begin to build, but I can tell you that it will crumble. We may attempt to do all the things we need to circumvent this whole building process. If I were the new government at any level, they need to seriously sit down and begin to look at a place of national reorientation that is embedded in true, true, deep-seated forgiveness and asking ourselves, where did we miss this? Reconciliation must happen across and people must be seen. It's not this charade that they sign a peace accord and people will just go and sign and they'll stand there and be signing. And when they leave the place, they'll now go and instigate people to go ahead and cut people's heads off because they've not been voted for. It's all a charade. We may attempt to prosper through that part, but it will be as if our apostles have large holes in them. I was listening to a gentleman this morning, and he said, you know, it's almost like holding a basket and putting in water, and everything is just going. It's as if we have not, as a people, learned. We may expend enormous amounts of energy, but God forbid, those efforts will come to nothing. Why? Because the root failures have not been addressed. How do we avoid that also dangerous pitfall in life? What needs to happen is a full-scale reorientation. If the incoming governments at all levels understand what national reorientation is, they understand what nation building is, they know that it's about people building. We must realize that we may not always be rewarded for our strong traits, but we'll most definitely be disqualified for the weak ones. And I look at a lot of things and I say to myself, when we say that the strongest chain is what? Is as strong as its weakest link. We say that commonly, and that is a huge statement. So imagine a chain that is about 500 link chain or 1,000 or 10,000 with 999 or 499 or 9,999 super strong links, and only one link is weak. The integrity of that chain will not depend on its 999 or 499 or 9,999 strong links, but rather, it's on that single weak link. So just consider what might happen if that entire chain is used in an international tractor pulling competition by a reigning champion. Suppose this champion decides he does not need to check the integrity of the chain, which is what we do many times. We wake up in the morning, we start our cars and just take out. We don't even check if the tires are okay. We don't check the oil. We just believe that the car is okay. And what happens? That champion decides, I don't need to check because I know that this chain is strong. But just one place is weak of the whole chain. And why? Because it appears to be hefty and strong. Now, as that man gets into this tractor and the tractor pulls, the champion is confident since he has a huge chain to rely on. He pulls with all his might, waving smugly at the crowd as his tractor moves past his opponent. But as he continues to put pressure on the chain, one weak link suddenly breaks and that huge chain snaps in half. That's exactly the story of our country. 
there are several weak links at different places. There are root failures. We overlook them and we try to build on it. We've just come, we are fond of patching the building rather than excavating and going to the very roots. We've just come out of elections and they'll tell you lessons learned. INEC will do its own. But you look at the so-called celebrated technology. Instead of getting the real agate to fashion it for us, we'll spend billions and billions and billions and get the National Assembly to pass it. And we all pass a bill saying, yes, we have an electoral act, but there are so many actors that are not electoral. And what do we get? We get people who come to tell you, if you step out of your building, because they are hefty and strong, they are the weak links, but they are created by states, they are created by those individuals who claim to be strong, but do not even understand that they are the weak links. The weak links sometimes are even in the leadership because their minds and their hearts have failed. Why? Because they have character flaws. So a man may be in leadership and you see him at the helm of affairs, but he's a weak link. Why? He has a flawed character. And so if he has a flawed character, in the midst of all the strong supposed chains that we call leaders of our country and leaders within the ship, the minute they decide to move, that particular weak link will snap. When it snaps, what happens? We all snap. We feel the pinch. And what happens, just like I mentioned about this champion, all the competitors, all others that were in the same boat as this champion, who had all their strong superlings in place without a weak link, will just inch forward and then will cross the finish line. Nigeria needs to get across the finish line. We need to begin to eliminate the weak links. You and I need to start the process. The simple lesson is build character with no known weaknesses. Point yourself in the right direction. Then move slowly and deliberately, determining never to stop until you have reached your desired destination. That is why it must be a constant desire to focus on constructing the foundation of character. A destructive means can never bring about a constructive end. How do you have elections in a land and winners are announced and the whole place sounds and feels like a graveyard? I mean, I was very shocked that a particular state, a curfew was put in place. And yet, the entire city came out to rejoice because a certain candidate won. What does that tell you? They had absolutely no regard for rule of law. They didn't even understand what the law was. They were too excited to rejoice with whoever they now found. So that person represents something that they are looking for. It's, that person will represent this thing that they have been looking to say we need. They can see in a person, I don't know him. I don't know whatever shade he's made of. But for people to defile the entire odds and the laws of the land and then troop out to celebrate a human being, it tells you a lot. That is the foundation of character. Everything in life rests squarely upon that bedrock. friends. Every failure, whether in marriage, whether in school, in academics, in one's personal habits, in the workplace, in business, or in public policy, can be traced back to a failure in character almost 100% of the time. I'm sitting here. I am part of you. Every one of us must be work in progress. We are all work in progress. I'm not going to tell you that I am. Beyond any of this, no. But daily, we must continually, like Apostle Paul said, that we should be transformed in the renewness of our minds. If we want to understand how to achieve lasting success, we must realize that sustained favor and increase are directly linked to the kind of character we demonstrate as we walk through this path called life. Listen, friends. If our institutions must stand. They must believe and understand in the personal, professional, and relational advancements 
we would have periodically and we will experience because anything short of that will be empty and fleeting if we continue to betray our conscience and walk in compromise we are going to have a legion of commissioners a legion of special assistants all of those that have been canvassing helping one candidate or the other they'll be snuggling and struggling for positions if only they can sit back and say i need a man or woman of character are you one not just picking a boy or a girl that helped you to read or to turn the tables the other way or to look the other way. And for the coppers and for the electoral officers, when you sit back sometime, I hope you don't regret your actions because your sin will always find a way to you. That thing that you did that was not meant to be done, someday the conscience will prick you so much that you will be so living in that and say, I contributed to this. Whether you knew or you didn't know or you participated or you did not, the fact that you contributed to bringing untold hardship to the people, there is a place called the predictor of the future. And if you don't do it well, there's a place for repentance. Godly repentance brings about no sorrow. But if you sit in wanton belief that you will be hidden and then you will not be seen, your sin will find you out someday, sometime. Success can only happen to the extent that we are willing to plant the fertile seeds of character. In other words, my dear brothers, friends, sisters, we cannot enjoy a lasting harvest in Nigeria unless our lives are firmly rooted and entrenched in these ever so important traits. Honestly, we must start looking at the brush of our character. We must paint our portrait and in character. We must see success joined together to everything we are imagining will be all driven by character. So many people are suffering the heartache of having their lives and relationships uprooted and torn away. Why? Because they cannot find success and happiness. Many spend decades striving to reach their goals without ever seeing them come to pass because of the failures of some people because some people chose not to do what they should do. To believe in the truth of a principle is not enough. That you sit back and say, I believe is not enough. You must walk in it. If character hasn't been rooted deeply within a man's heart or a woman's heart, the place where dreams originate, he may stand for a little while, but eventually his hopes or the hopes will be shattered on the sands or the rocks of time. Friends, let me submit to you that character has the ability to firmly hold on to principle without letting go. Character is what can cling on to a man, relentlessly cling to integrity and truth. Character provides the essential ingredients for accomplished goals and realized dreams. A lot of men and women live their lives by emotion rather than principle. And truly, if you want to go through this process like I did, I read, I told you I was given a book by a friend, by Rob Thompson, and I spent quality time reading that book. I just went back into my notes now. Notes, I, I probably read this book maybe four or five years ago, if I remember correctly. And I bless Wally Adeleke for giving that book to me. because. It really spoke to a lot of things that will come through. So in looking at myself and looking at my parchments, I said to myself, after an era like this, what do Nigerians need? What do we need? We need to go back to the foundations. We need to go back to the drawing board in hot pursuit of one thing and one thing alone, the fear of God. And that can only be encapsulated in the place of character. People who live by their emotions often want to know what good things are going to happen to them in the future. I want you to understand and know that it is important to understand that no good can come of our future if you refuse to take care of the character flaws that we live in the present, whether we like it or not. If we don't fix the character flaws in INEC, if we don't fix the character flaws in the presidency, if we don't fix the character flaws in the family, if we don't fix the character flaws in your business, 
nothing is going to change. It's musical chairs. You are just going to go back in cyclical dimensions. Share we spent billions this time. The next election, we'll spend trillions. Nothing will happen. We'll still sit back and someone, guys will come, not only snatch the ballot boxes, they'll snatch the people and they'll walk away and tell you, huh? come and meet me. And they, as they are going past, they, even the policemen will bounce guard and say, well done. They'll be like spectators just watching them as they watch them because the institutions themselves lack character. When are we going to have generals that will stand and people will shake? We need all of us. We need to be recruited into this army of a reorientation, a reformation, a reformulation, and a rejuvenation of our character as a people. Nigerians, there's so much heart has come through. We need God to help us. There will be no bright future for us if we refuse to confront the weaknesses in our character. For as soon as we arrive at tomorrow, it will become today. Complete, fully packaged with the same problems that are keeping us in our present limitations. Say now we cannot even get our Naira. There will come a time if we continue without fixing the character flaws in CBN or the people that are put in there, you will see what will happen. There won't even be Naira for you to see. We will go back to trade by butter. That day is coming. Because our currency, God forbid, will not get to the place of one country in Africa. They became millionaires overnight because their currency was in millions. And here we are. We are strutting gently towards that. And people are now wondering, what could cause this? It's simply because the weakest link is sitting there in the chain of command. We must begin to eliminate the weak links. Everywhere there are weak links, they must be eliminated. If you don't remove the weak link, something will happen. It will snap. And if you are the weak link, there's a place for you to repent and begin to remodel your character. Improve on those things you know that you are not supposed to be doing. Before you can ever get promoted to the next level, you will need to ask yourself the appropriate questions. And before you promote anybody to the next level, ask the appropriate questions and discover what must be corrected in that person's experience in life. There are so many civil servants that are just waiting for the next government in power, Ajib. And once they get in, prom, they will continue in their ways. Our civil service needs to be reformed fully, whether at state level, local, or federal. Serious reforms. In fact, that is the place any serious-minded, reformative leader wants to do anything should go there because the men and women there are blessed. They are a tower of strength. And that is what we want to see. But today, there are many weaklings there. Those buildings are just sitting there. They need a lot of, a lot of them need to be brought down and brought up again. Because those institutions are already weak links. Weak links, I repeat. We must never ask questions about tomorrow if you are not challenging the standards by which we live today. Let us jointly discover what is hindering our present progress. We keep saying this on and on. It's easy to look at the television and look at the analysts. They keep asking the same questions. When I look at the guys on television, any of the stations that you watch, you find them, the same questions they are asking on Monday, they will ask on Tuesday, they will ask the following week, they will ask next year, they asked three years ago. And I said to myself sometimes, aren't these guys tired of this job? Because they see, keep cycling the same people that come back and tell them the same things. So when are we going to decide that, come, enough is enough? What exactly is hindering our progress? When we discover what is hindering our present progress, then we must take the necessary steps to deal with those weaknesses as we do, whether in our businesses, in our families, in our careers, in our workplaces, in our leadership journey, in our life journey. The questions of tomorrow will take care of themselves. If you are a person who wants to excel in character, please, I beg you by the message of God, make every effort to discover the changes you need to make in your most important relationships. Number one, 
Find out what your employer would have you do to become more valuable to him. Number two, ask your spouse how you can better fulfill your role as a wife or a husband. Number three, if you are a son or a daughter, go to your parents and find out how you can become more pleasing to them. Make it your aim to display character in a great way, in a greater way, self, every day of your life. And that way, you will begin to strengthen yourself. Also have good accountability partners. The whole world watching Nigeria. I mean, I had my friends, funny enough, my classmates, I'm taking a course and majority of my classmates are all, or classmates as you may call them, are all in the US. Some of them tend to send out notes, hey, what's happening? Some are in the UK, idea what's happening to Nigeria. We see this, we see that. People are picking vibes. And funny enough, in the entire course at the different faculties that I have, just we are just two Africans. One East African and one West African. And yours truly is a West African. And these guys can't seem to understand what exactly is our problem. Some today, it just means our image is being laundered wrongly. And yet, we'll carry this passport green passport. And when people see it, they now look at everyone with they paint everyone with the same tar. Are leaders not even worried? Are they not concerned? They travel out all the time. Oh, they use diplomatic passports because they are in leadership. There's not the green passport. Maybe that's what is wrong. Maybe they should withdraw the diplomatic passports. Maybe they should fly green. So when they get to airports, they can't show diplomatic passports because they are in government. For once, let them fly or use a green passport. Let them stop using VIP lounges. If only they will stop using VIP lounges, they will know what people are going through when they are traveling because they don't go through the same tunnel that you go through. They have become lords of the ring, lords of the manor. And these are people that beg you to vote for them to serve you. May we not use our own hands to destroy ourselves, but we can't change it. If the people that are getting into power, they are weak links, it's time for us to change, for them to also change and see that they need to be stronger links so that this country may come back to being one, so that this country may become that which God had purposed for it to be under the sun and Nigeria will fulfill its destiny. Friends, I'm nothing other than your friend, your brother. I'm here to do that which I know that God has called me to do. But I know one thing, that you and I will make this country great again. All we need to do is to come to that place and deal with the elephant in the room. The major elephant in the room is character. One of the things we need to return, we need to return our personal ethics to rewrite the rules of life and success. And that will be our portion as a country and a people. We'll be back same time on Thursday, this beautiful station. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.